Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast with Dr. Karen Kambule, where we search the scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Download to this episode, share it with your friends and family. Stay blessed. Remember to make the Word of God your anchor. Thank you for tuning in to Word Anchor Podcast. Today's episode is about fear of faith. I have a friend who is claustrophobic. I traveled with her one time and we walked through a narrow tunnel. I didn't know the extent of the phobia until we got out on the other side. Then I realized how troubled she was. She walked so fast, I didn't know it was her way of getting out of the place quicker. Another friend also is afraid of heights. She would not fly even if you paid her. She was even afraid of driving in mountainous roads. I remember talking to her one day and she said to me, people are afraid of different things. I'm afraid of flight. There's someone who's afraid of a harmless little creature. I personally do not run away from snakes, but it is also because I've never really seen them alive. Most of the time I come when these snakes have been killed already. But I hate flying cockroaches, not so much as being afraid of it, but hatred. It's a silly creature, honestly. It flies in when it is dark, it's way too fast, and it dares to come even on your bed whilst you're sleeping. That one I can't stand. But these days there are fancy words for the things people are afraid of. Words like acrophobia, fear of heights, aerophobia phobia, fear of flying, autophobia, fear of being alone, hemophobia, fear of blood, hydrophobia, fear of water, and many other phobias out there. And however, those are simple things that people can avoid or deal with or manage. Fear, however, can go deeper than that. The message that fear gives a person is that it is dangerous and you'll be harmed or you will die. Fear also says to you that this cannot be done or this cannot be undone once it has been done. Fear also says it is impossible. Fear also says to you it cannot be fixed. Fear also says to you there is no one to help you. Fear can limit you and hold you captive. Fear tells you that the thing that is in front of you is bigger than you and you have no strength against it and that it will defeat you and there is no one to help you. Firstly, I want to discuss the issue of fear of failure. Uh, Personally, I hated maths at school. I failed it dismally at high school and so anything that had to do with formulas, I hated when I got to varsity, instead of registering for a BCom accounting degree, I opted for a BCom admin degree so that I could just avoid registering for statistics. I did not like the admin part so much that on my second year, I reverted back to BCom accounting and registered for statistics. And my fear of maths was still there. So I failed it the first time around. In my third year, it became a do or fail situation. So I plugged up courage and faced statistics head on. I studied so hard, practiced it so much tuned my mind that this subject was not going to defeat me. So I got more than 80% in my final mark, which was reduced by my year mark. But the bottom line was that the very thing I was afraid of, I conquered it. I had a second round of it also when I did my MBA. And this time it attempted again to rear ugly head and intimidate me again until I plucked up courage and hit it head on and got over 86% final mark. Now, fear has tried to make an issue bigger than it is. It tried to make, for me, statistics or maths as if it's something that is bigger than my brain can be able to handle. But it's actually a lie up until you stand against it. There's also fear in the battlefield. One of the strategies that is used in battle is intimidation. 
If you remember the story of Goliath, he taunted the armies of Israel so much. They were so afraid of him. They forgot whose they were. The king, King Saul, and his best warriors, they cowered down, looking at one giant amongst the rest. David came in and he asked that he be allowed to go and kill Goliath. You see, David was a young boy that dared to stand up against an old Goliath who was a very experienced warrior, fully armed, and said, I'll fight that one. Everyone was amazed at this very young boy who dared to stand against Goliath. Forty days they were taunted, but come a young man says, I want to fight this one. So in First Samuel 17 verse 45 to 47, David said to Goliath, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have divided. This day the Lord will deliver you in my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the base of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with a sword and spear, but for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you in our hands. And if you remember well, it says Goliath was a giant. He was feared by the warriors of Israel. He was fully armed, and fear witnessed to everyone how big Goliath is. They actually even forgot how big their God was. They forgot all the stories about all the victories. They forgot that they got the very land by being victorious against the people of the land. Now, faith witnessed to David how big God is, that God is bigger than the spear and the javelin, that even though he had a small stone and a sling, that was sufficient to fight the giant Goliath in front of him. So fear tells you that you'll be defeated, but faith tells you that you have something bigger than the situation that is in front of you. And what about fear in the midst of impending danger? You'll remember the story of the disciples. They were fearful through a rough sea. Fear told them that they were going to die at sea. The wind was too much. No one could stop the wind. The boat was not strong enough. And they were crying. They saw danger. They saw death. They saw themselves drowning they saw the boat capsizing and they didn't know what else to do. Um, they tried to stabilize the boat and failed. But then they remembered the man Jesus fast asleep with no fear in him, resting on a pillow or the king of kings. He had no fear, none, none whatsoever. And they went to Jesus and cried out, Lord, don't you see that we are perishing? It was a cry of fear, but it was also a cry that said, in a way, we know that there's something that can be done by you. So Jesus Christ arose and rebuked the wind and spoke to the sea, peace be still. So, and then he turned to the disciples and said, why are you fearful? Have you no faith? Oh. Jesus Christ didn't say to these people, you don't have faith. He says, why are you fearful? So where was their faith? That was the question, basically. Where did they put their faith? Not that they had no faith, but they didn't use it. Where did you put your faith? Where did you leave your faith? So now you're facing a situation and you need your faith, but you have put it somewhere. Where is your faith? So Jesus Christ knew that if they had picked up their faith, plucked up courage, believed that it was possible, they could have actually calmed that storm. Otherwise, he wouldn't ask them, where's your faith? Why are you afraid? Unless he knew that it was possible that they should not be afraid. Why? Because there is some level of faith that they had that they could have used to calm the storm. Also, there is fear of pain, sickness, and death. Right now, this fear has been unleashed worldwide. COVID-19 is bringing a witness that it is a painful disease, that it spreads easily and very fast, and that it kills even the servants of God, and that it kills 
painfully. COVID-19 has brought a witness that there is no vaccine and no treatment, so people are at the mercy of their immune system and God. Worse, the victims are also in isolation, and then they sit awaiting for death or for life. I recently read a story about a pastor who died in another country after praying for the sick with COVID-19 and only for that same disease to kill him as well. Such a story can make others afraid of praying for those sick with COVID-19. But here's an issue and a better witness that Jesus Christ met up with the man whose daughter was dying. Fear witnessed to him that his daughter was dying and she eventually died. Whilst on the way to heal her before she died, Jesus met up with a woman whose um, touch stopped him in his tracks. The woman with the issue of blood. Virtue came out of Jesus and that caught his attention. Somebody touched me, the Lord said. Imagine the thoughts in the head of this man. A whole adult is delaying the teacher from going to heal his daughter and the woman is already healed but Jesus stops to speak to her. So the case of the woman was no longer urgent after she had touched Jesus because she received her healing. She did not need any more healing. She was already healed because of her own faith. Time was not on the side of this man. Her daughter was dying. Whilst Jesus was talking to this woman, a report came that the daughter had died. So the thing this man feared the most came to pass. The words, my daughter is dying, became your daughter is dead. It will never be an easy thing to watch your little girl or boy sick unto death. This man and his wife faced a fearful thing and that came to pass. But Jesus, on hearing the report that the daughter was already dead, Jesus Christ said to the father, do not be afraid, only believe. Mark 5 verse 36. So do not be afraid, do not be scared, don't let this report trouble you. Don't let death intimidate you. Jesus was assuring this man that put away fear, but pick up faith. Jesus required this man to believe in him enough so that he can walk with him to his house. Though the report said the girl was already dead. I've also been this afraid before when my own daughter was sick. I've shared about this story in a previous episode. So at that point in time, many a times, my stomach turned with fear. I trembled when I looked at her during some of the scary episodes that we heard. And this man was going through something similar. My daughter lived. Jesus went home with the father and found the mourners already there. They were witnessing to the death of the child, but he quickly sent them out and raised the girl up. It was not so much about not believing that the girl was dead, but about believing that Jesus would raise her up. 1 John 4 verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So fear says to you, there is no one else who loves you enough to take you out of the mess. There's no one else who loves you enough to assist you. There's no one else to take you out and help you out or to hold you steady or to even deliver you from that which is making you afraid. But when you know and you receive and you feel love, you do not fear that person who's showing you love. When you know that you are loved, you know you'll be taken care of. When we know that God so loved the world such that he sent his only son Jesus, then we will not fear. Why would we not fear? He sent his son Jesus, one, to bring healing, to bring deliverance, to give us eternal life. By grace we are saved. So we should not be afraid. The only begotten son of the father died on the cross for you and me, a very painful death, so that we should not be afraid of situations. If God can give his only son for us, what else can he not give us? Is there anything that we can limit him if he can release his only begotten son, release him to become human being, to release him to become flesh and blood, walk among us, be hungry, 
like us, be scorched by the sun like us, sleep out there in the open, be nailed to the cross, be beaten, and suffer everything that Jesus Christ suffered. We have so much love in God. We can trust him that his love is sufficient. We have God who does not send us to a battle that he has not been himself. He was wounded. He was pierced, chastised, cursed, spat at, nailed to the cross, and died for us. So he knows the pain that is inflicted on the flesh, and he released us from the bondage of the fear of death, so that today we should not be afraid. Hebrews 2 verse 14 to 15 says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who has the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So fear has kept people in bondage. Fear has made people not to do certain things. Fear made me not to register for statistics in my first year adversity because I was afraid of failing. But then faith makes you to go forward towards the very thing that you are afraid of, the very thing that is a hindrance, the very thing that is difficult in front of you, the very thing that seems bigger than you, right in front of you. Faith says go for that one. You go for it in the name of the Lord, as David did. Hebrews 13 verse 6 says, So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can men do to me? The worst thing a man can do is to kill the physical flesh. But Paul said, if I die, I gain. If I live, it is Christ. So either way, it is okay with me. That's what Paul said. So you go and be with the Lord if you die. Yet God has also given us authority and faith with which we can stand against the walls of the devil. So you don't just sit and let the enemy kill the flesh. You stand against him with the sword of the spirit in hand, with the shield of faith and the authority of Christ in the name of Jesus. Romans 8 verse 15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba Father. So we stand as sons of God. We stand as those that are adopted by God. We stand knowing that we have a father which is in heaven so that we can cry out like a little child that can be able to face the friends that are mistreating him or her knowing that I have my daddy. I'm going to tell my daddy that this is the thing that you did to me. Fear is a spirit. And this word says to us, you did not receive it from God. The spirit that you have received from God is a spirit of boldness. You have received the spirit of boldness, not of fear. You have received the spirit of adoption, a spirit of sonship, a spirit of belonging to the Father. You can cry by that spirit and your Father in heaven will hear you. So to conclude on this matter, when fear comes, it's a time to stand up in faith. Tell the situation about Jesus. If it is sickness, tell the sickness about the stripes of Jesus. If it is death, tell the, the death situation about the death and the resurrection of Christ. It may look big like Goliath, but our God is bigger than it. Approach the situation as David did. You come to me with a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord, my God, God of the armies of Israel. My God is bigger than you, situation at hand. Find where you left your faith. Sometimes if you look back, you'll find that you've actually lost your faith when you failed on something big. You may find that you lost your faith. Some people may, with the death of a loved one, for instance, when another situation arises, they may be afraid of praying for that person. If you have prayed for somebody and they died in your hands, the next person that gets sick, pray again. Do not lose faith because somebody else died. It is not you that raises them up. It is God. So whether they live or die, yours is to pray. It's not for you to say because that one was not raised, that one was not healed, therefore I'm not going to pray for the next person. If you know your God, you'll know that he expects you to do that which he said you must. And then it is his responsibility to do what he said he would do and if that is not done it is not for you 
to judge him the next situation when it comes. But it is for you to do what God said you must do all the time. And what else do you do? You cast the spirit out. You cast the spirit of fear out and you receive the spirit of sonship. So you basically tell fear to go and stand up and say, I am a son of God. I am belonging to the kingdom of God. My father in heaven is bigger than you. You stand there. Call him God. Call him your father. He is your father. You adopted into his uh, family. You are one of his children. Tell the thing to go. Tell fear to go. Fear is not a spirit that you must beg. Fear is a spirit that you must tell to go. Should not come in and whisper silly things in your ears. Fear has to be told to go. It is you that must resist the devil. Then you must lean on Jesus and stay there. Lean on him and stay there. Sometimes we move away from God. Sometimes we go on with life. We move away from God. And when the situation comes, you don't know what else to do. Now you must start picking up your relationship with Jesus. Do not move away from the Lord. You need him. Even when there's nothing really spectacular happening in your life, stay in the Lord. Stay in the Lord. Let him be your refuge every single day. Know that your help is in the name of the Lord, your God. The thing is, when you want to use your own wisdom and your own intelligence and thinking that you can live your life the way you want to and you'll have your own solutions and everything, you will find something that you cannot use your brain. You can only use faith. So choose today to live by faith. Choose today to tell fear where to get off. You're a child of God. You belong to the kingdom of princes and kings. You're a son in the kingdom. Kingdom. Jesus Christ did not fear dying on the cross. He cried, but he stood up and faced it. He met up with the people and they said, while looking for Jesus of Nazareth, he said, I, I am he. And they were afraid of him. Though they came to him, they wanted to arrest him, but they were afraid of him. But he wasn't. He knew that it was going to be painful. He still went. Yes, he cried out, but he still went. And I'm not here to say that pain is easy. It is not easy. It will never be easy. But rise up in faith. Tell fear to go. The Lord is with you. Face your situation like David did when he met up with Goliath. I come to you in the name of the Lord, my God. He knew that the same God that saved him from the lion and the bear is the same God that was going to save him against Goliath. Face your situation as Joshua and Caleb did, contrary to what the other ten spies that went to spy out the land together with Caleb and Joshua. Joshua and Caleb said, do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. It's not that those people were not many. It's not that those people were not the same people that the other ten spies saw. They saw the same kind of people, but their attitude was different. When fear tries to intimidate you, remember what the Lord your God has done for you before. If you don't have anything you can pinpoint, Rather, look at other people's lives. Do not look with the eyes of jealousy, but look with the eyes of wanting to know the testimony of Jesus in other people's lives. Read about testimonies of what God did. Look at the word of God. It has a lot of miracles that God has done for his people. So be encouraged by the word of the Lord God so that you will not be afraid. You can look back and say, if God can bring down the walls of Jericho, then God can bring down the walls of the situation that I'm facing 
rejoicing. Then God can heal me of this disease. Then God can heal my children. Then God can bring my children back. Then God can help me get my job. God can help me get out of my financial situation. Fear will intimidate you and tell you that God does not love you enough. That God has not forgiven you for your sins. That God does not care about your situation. Or even that your situation is too small for God. Or sometimes that your situation is already too late for God to can even intervene. Fear will try to tell you all sorts of reasons why God cannot do this thing for you. Why God cannot give you your miracle. But rise up as a son of God and say, you see, God is my father. He loves me enough to take me out of this situation. He loves me enough to help me out. He loves me enough to give me authority in the name of his only son that died for me. Let not fear intimidate you. Rise up in faith. If it's stealing your peace, then tell it that Jesus was chastised for my peace. If it is telling you that you are sick, then rise up and tell it he was striped for my healing. If it is telling you that your sins are too many, rise up and remind that situation that he was bruised for your iniquities. He was wounded for your transgressions. Rise up and tell it what Jesus Christ did for you. You are of a different spirit and there is no fear in God. The spirit of Christ is in you. The spirit of God is in you. Do not be afraid. The love of God is perfected in you. It is shed abroad in your heart. And if you know God loves you, then you will not be afraid of the situation because your God is bigger than all the situations in this whole world combined. So pick up your faith where you left it off. Rise up in faith. Rise up in God. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. Please share with your family and friends. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback also and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.